welcome to I Scream, the podcast. I am your host, Kira Hamilton, and today marks the fourth single scoop of this true crime podcast. I am super excited to be back because, as you know, I have taken quite a bit of a long break with Thanksgiving and school and things. I just wanted to take a break, but now I am back. We are on break for the winter, for Christmas and everything, and I was just sitting around bored today. I had a lot of free time, and I was like, well... I should probably get back to filming ice cream episodes, and I'm so glad to do it. As soon as I got into the research, I was having so much fun. Uh, I found a couple of new websites. There's one called, I think, killercloud.org. It's very nice. It lays everything out for you in little charts. So that was nice because this particular case I have for you today, the case of William Clyde Gibson, I have been having a lot of trouble finding information about his childhood and about his murders in general. There's one murder that he committed out of the three that is very well documented because he gave a confession and said all the things he did to this person. But with the others, he just pled guilty and then got a sentence. He didn't really elaborate too much, at least from my findings, on what he had done to them. But we kind of know what he did to them because he has an MO. Like, he has a specific thing that he does. And since his first killing, no, that's what he does. And his second killing was the least documented. They just happened to stumble upon this woman's body when they were looking over his house and like excavating his house uh, during his trial. So really nothing's known about her except for that she went missing in 2012 and was ultimately murdered by William Clyde Gibson. So let's go ahead and get into this case. And I also wanted to say just really quickly that this man has a very lovely mustache and that is why I went through all the trouble to do him. It's a very very great mustache and if you want to see that mustache you can go look at a picture of it on my instagram at ice cream underscore podcast go follow me there for episode updates and sometimes sneak peeks now that we're getting back into the swing of things now let's officially get into the case of william clyde gibson William Clyde Gibson was born on October 10, 1957. While not much is known about his childhood, we do know by his statements and his later actions that his upbringing was not the best and, in his words, troubled. Today we know William Clyde Gibson as a serial killer convicted of three murders and awaiting death at Indianapolis death row. Let's go ahead and get into his murders. Before his ultimate murder spree, William was charged with rape and a couple of other criminal charges before this, and there isn't much elaboration on this. We just know that he was a sex offender and also got into prison for some drug and illegal actions and things like that. But it does show us that he has committed previous crimes before, and showing that sort of pattern of behavior of inappropriate treatment towards women and a weird desire towards women, which would ultimately lead him to murder the three women that he ends up killing. We also know that he was a drug addict and spoke multiple times about his substance abuse in court, trying to get a less harsh sentence, but obviously this ultimately didn't help seeing as he is on death row. And this is mainly because of the lack of remorse he showed in court, which we'll talk about later. In 2002, William would begin his killing spree. He killed Karen Hodel by stabbing 
raping her dead body and then mutilating her and ultimately burying her in his backyard. This ended up becoming his pattern and with his following victims, he would follow a similar process. Obviously, it would never be the same as the first, but he would always stab his victims, rape his victims, mutilate his victims, and bury them. That was his pattern. The third murder happened in 2012. The reason I'm skipping over number two is because there's not much known about this body and it was found later. The third murder happened in 2012. This is the one we know the most about because William admitted to police that he had strangled Kirk, who is his friend and his victim. They were actually pretty good friends. This is a woman, by the way. And uh, he had gone over to his house and after an argument erupted between the two at his new Albany home, during a night of drinking, smoking pot, and talking pills, he told investigators he sexually assaulted, abused her lifeless body on the living room floor before leaving it in the garbage to, for two days and then later burying it in his backyard. An autopsy later showed that he had also broken her back during the sexual assault, which is crazy. Can you believe the force you would have to put on a person to break their back? while you're sexually assaulting them. In a written statement for the police, Gibson said that he, quote, I did choke her to death. Then I panicked and started drinking more whiskey. I believe I passed out for a while with her dead body lying on the floor. So that is his, a quote from him. And it was a testimony that he gave, a written statement that he gave to the police. And this is, um, it has ellipses in it. So there is some parts cut out because I'm, they were a little bit graphic. But long story short, he choked her to death. He started panicking because this wasn't like his other victims. Uh, this was his friend. So he just drank a bunch of whiskey. And this was what we had later decided was sort of his coping mechanism. Like whenever he did something wrong, something he regretted, he would just drink or smoke or do some sort of drugs, which obviously is not a healthy coping mechanism and probably led to a lot of his mental health issues, which ultimately led him to murder these people. So the body from his presumed second murder was found in the backyard during his trial and investigation. It was found that this woman was also killed in 2012, but before his friend. So we also, um, the police identified this woman. I could not find out who she was exactly, but the police identified her as somebody who had gone missing in 2012 and was continued missing and presumed dead. And obviously she was dead because they found her in William's backyard, which is really sad because they don't really know what happened to her and when put on trial for her murder he didn't say too much about her death but we can always it's safe to assume that he probably stabbed her raped her mutilated her and then buried her in the backyard the last part we know to be true i couldn't find much about the autopsy report or anything like that but we do know that he murdered her and that's pretty much it in court, William showed little remorse for his crime, stating many times to um, the other two women's murders, not really to his friend's murder, that he, quote, just did it for fun, end quote. This ultimately led him to receive the death penalty. Obviously, this wasn't the only reason. There were many factors, the biggest one being that he did murder these women, a lot of them in cold blood for his own sick desires, and he took fun out of it. And even after murdering his friend, he would go on to say that he didn't mean to do it, but it felt good, which is so disgusting, I can't even begin to explain. 
But during the trial, he would say a lot of like grotesque things, things that most people wouldn't say. And this was probably one of the biggest factors. Like he would try a lot in court to bring up his troubled childhood. Like he had a troubled childhood. He didn't really elaborate much on that, but he had a troubled childhood or that he was a substance abuser and he really tried him and his attorneys to sort of lighten his sentence so that he wouldn't be sentenced to death. But ultimately it didn't work because he said a lot of things that warranted the jury and the judge and whoever to be like, this man doesn't deserve to have life in prison. That's too light for him because he clearly would kill again in a heartbeat. And it was definitely clear to tell by everything he did that he would and could. And he made it very clear and he didn't try to hide it. So that is pretty much all that I have for William Clyde Gibson based on my research. So obviously this is a really short single scoop based on that note, but I could tell you a little bit that about sort of his arrest date and his conviction date. He was arrested on April 19th, 2012 and convicted a year later in November 16th, 2013, which is a little over a year later. He was obviously sentenced to death, and his current location is the Indiana State Prison in Michigan City, Indiana, U.S. So that is pretty much all I have for this case. You can tell me your thoughts on my Instagram. I would really like to know. At this time in 2017, he was age 60, and... That's pretty much all I have for this case today. Tell me what you think about William Clyde Gibson. Definitely tell me if you find any more information about this case because I really want to hear it. I was really having trouble finding credible websites and just websites in general that talked more about his murders and his childhood and things like that. There were a lot, a lot of websites, like news websites, talking about his trial because uh, it it was very known of him to say very ghastly things in his trial, which is one of the reasons that it is so covered on the internet because I think people find it interesting, obviously, as I am here doing this podcast because I do find it interesting how somebody could be so unremorseful for such a heinous act. So... That is all for today's single scoop. I really hope you enjoyed this episode to tide you over a little bit for my bigger episode this Saturday. I'm super excited to give you guys some good content after such a long time. And thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Listen to some of the previous episodes if you haven't already. I recommend the BTK Killer. It's one of my most popular episodes, and I think it is quite good, quite interesting. And that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much.